also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits, Solo Rip Edition. But like I said last week, we will be getting back to some main chain episodes, some interviews coming up. Some that I got to schedule it, but it's more of a cadence thing, y'all. I stepped away from it for a little while, working on a business, working on some different things. But now I want to get right back into this because I love to do this podcasting thing. So this won't be a long rip at all. We're going to get back to the level that we are used to here at Talking in Bits. And this is going to be a short rip, but I do want to get into the the boost and the value that came from the last episode i appreciate y'all as always let's go through here and navigate this stuff last seven days talking in bits i'm speaking out loud because i'm navigating here all right and we got some of the usual ones we got some interesting uh comments here we got some new people too btc jason appreciate you rage as fuck appreciate you patar gene everett bubba appreciate you all i want to get into some uh some comments here Bubba, uh, on the last episode, Solo Rip 39, shit, man, as normal as pumpkin pie, and I get it. Keep up the honesty. If you stop, I will hunt you down. Bubba, I believe you, good sir. You will hunt me down, and you're always on the road, but I can't be fake even if I wanted to be fake. Like That's the thing about it. This is why I do what I do, because I'm unapologetically myself. I know my value. I know where I grew up. I know the things I know. And that definitely doesn't mean that I'm perfect by any stretch of the fucking imagination. But it does say one thing is, is that I'm not scared to be myself in front of anybody else in front of this camera with nobody in this fucking room right now or, you know, out to the world. So I appreciate that you appreciate the honors. Gene Everett, this is not a test. Uh, Fountain keeps fucking with you, huh, Gene? Uh, Patar, you were definitely the first podcaster to call out Peter uh, by a long shot. That's what caught my attention. Back to uh, Bubba's comment. I, I can't fake it, man. These guys are, are they kill me out here, man. And sometimes I, I, I really feel bad for the average consumer. I really feel bad for the average uh, person getting into Bitcoin because these, you know, monolith of podcasters and these like OGs that have been in the game for a long time have literally figured out how to incorporate their fiat tactics into Bitcoin. And then they, they have like all these reasons for why they're not really doing anything bad and that this is just part of the game and you wouldn't understand it because you are a brokey or because you are a new podcaster. How can I run a business if I don't run these ads? And I'm here to tell them every single week and every chance that I get, fuck you. Talking in Bits is doing extremely well for not having to show anybody anything. Right? And I'm going to call them out. I'm going to call them like I see it. Call a spade a spade. It just is what it is. You can't fake that stuff. And whoever's faking that stuff is wasting not only your time, uh, Pitar, my time, and anybody else's time who's listening. Uh, Gene, Fountain keeps fucking with you, man. Test boost. Uh, MGB256, great episode. Would love to move my family to Texas. Nevada doesn't allow um, allow you to use the majority of products. River accepting sats on Shopify, et cetera. You know, you know, I, I hate to sound cliche, and I kind of felt when I was moving down here, MGB to Texas, that I was kind of like following this wave, like right, like because I'm, I, I like to think of myself as a leader, 
And when I was making the decision to move down here, although I had very valid reasons to do so, I was thinking to myself, like, am I just following the, the crowd? Am I just following the hive? And, and you know, in the first whatever month, six, eight months that I've been here, I'm terrible with time, y'all. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing. And I don't feel like a follower at all. I actually feel like I'm part of the innovation. Uh, I actually just got a message as I'm talking to y'all from Fold uh, that I'm going to be talking about here shortly. So it's actually well-timed Fold. Good for you. Um, but yeah, man, you know, get out here, visit out here. If you're in Austin, reach out to me. You know where to find me. Uh, Deathbed on Twitter or Talking in Bits on Twitter. Let me know when you're in town. Come check out one of the conferences like BitDevs or anything like that, and I'll be here. Um, and, and we could get to talking, man, and I would love to meet you in person. And, uh, you know, come come see Austin. Come see what it's about. And then uh, if you haven't already, I'm, I'm just assuming that, my fault. Uh, and then, you know, um, yeah, uh, uh, just figure out if it's what's best for your family and, and, and whatever. I, I'm not sure what you're tied to out there, if anything at all. So uh, as everything, if everything lines up in your life, I would definitely make the jump here. Uh, it's been nothing but great for me. Uh, and by the way, that invite to meet in person, that's open to anybody. If you're a listener of the show and you come down in Austin, come check out uh, Austin Bitcoin Club. It's the first Thursday of every month. And I usually do a live solo rip there. Uh, or come to BitDevs, which is the the big inaugural, uh, you know, big uh, meetup here in Austin. And that's the third Thursday of every month here at the Bitcoin Commons outside here of TFTC Studios uh, is where it takes place. And it's free access for both of those events. So uh, show up, let me know you're here, and uh, I fucks with you. We'll, we'll have a drink, we'll have a beer, we'll, we'll, we'll give a toast. Uh, the Broken Ruler, I appreciate you. Another motivating rip, Jose. Let me know if there's a way to pleb to contribute. I know listening, boosting, and recommending the pod is something, but I want to help more. Hey, Broken Ruler, that's amazing, man, and, and I really appreciate it. Remember, this show is completely open source. I talk about that all the time, and, and I'm not bullshitting in that sense. If you're a listener, you, it doesn't just have to be boost and, and, and all that, although those things that the Broken Ruler um, highlighted there are important for any show, not just talking in bits. I really want this show to be part of the people. I really want this show to be... Um, you know, more for y'all than it is for me. And the only way we can do that is if you guys contribute more. So to answer your, your question, Broken Ruler, I could use help in all facets of the imagination because as you guys well know, I am the, the video producer. I am the audio guy. I am the editor. I am the social media person. I am, uh, well, Absurdian has been helping me on social media. Shout out to her. I appreciate her. But like we can use here at Talking a Bits, especially if you are, if you're interested in, and getting a stake of talking in bits, meaning earning some sats, we can use help in all arenas. How we're going to scale this show is never going to be through advertisement. It's always going to be through the help and the contribution from you. So in order to flip the question back to you, because I don't know anything in specific, I just let you know that we can use help in all arenas. Let me know what you're good at. Reach out to me. Send me a boost again or reach out to me on, on Twitter or whatever. And let me know what it is that your talents are. Let me know what it is that you can contribute. And I, I'll be humbly to let you know how I can return, you know, how I can get you involved and how I can return the favor, whether it's a, a, an equity split and talking a bit. Um, and similar to like the drink, that's available to everybody. Uh, you guys know this. The only way this show scales is with the, with the help of y'all, whether it's word of mouth or whether it's literal contributions. And with this Fountain 2.0 thing, I said Fountain 2.0, with this podcasting 2.0 thing, I could actually set y'all up for a split and be able to reward y'all for that. So, um, yeah. Just wanted to give you guys that context. This last one, uh, Walter W., uh, maybe a first-time listener. I haven't seen you come around. Maybe a last-time listener uh, from what this comment sounds like. But uh, either way, I appreciate the honesty. 
and uh, Walter W said, not much information. You're just pumping yourself. How do I feel about that? Well, well, Walter, thanks for the honest feedback. Thanks for the sats, right? It takes a certain type of person to, you know, put up some sats and basically, you know, be blunt in that sense. Uh, but the only thing I have to say in return is, you know, last week's episode talked a lot about Bitcoin happenings here in America. Last week, uh, I talked about, you know, uh, my experience with Start9 and Embassy Suite. Uh, I also talked a little about um, Join Market and I talked about RoboSats uh, and I briefed through all that. So uh, I would I would say that you just weren't paying attention or you just wanted to troll. But if I'm wrong and you're right, I still want to say what I said very early on with Bubba's com- comment is, is that's by design, man. That's by design. I do all this stuff on my own. That's not pumping, right? That's understanding that this is very difficult to do for, say, over 100 episodes continuously every single week, showing up, having this high quality that most uh, highly successful six-figure podcasters do not even have and be able to do that. And now being able to, with my business, serve others and give them that same high quality for their product and their imagination. So Walter, without knowing you, I would just like to say, man, tell me how we can make the show better, man. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm confident in what I do and should I deserve to pump as much as I want because nobody pays my bills here at talking a bit. I pay them all. So thanks for stopping by. Maybe you're a first time, maybe you're a last time listener. Maybe you were trolling. Maybe you were not either way, you know, it's boosting in the sats to say what you have to say is what this thing is all about. And I'll take your remarks as such, but I will continue to do me as such. All right. So we're going to get into solo rep 40. We're going to get into this. We're going to keep it concise. I keep telling you that and I keep ripping for a while. But, you know, I want to talk about prime trust. I want to talk about the trend of last week continuing, which, man, America seems to be ramping up on this Bitcoin thing fast. It's still January and a lot of things are coming out. Now, will these things play out? That's what we have to see. But uh, there's a there's a massive game going out there right now, especially in the world for Bitcoin. There's a race. We can all benefit. But at the end of the show, I want to give you a, a message uh, or, or, or just a warning on what we should be looking out for. So without further ado, let's start with the meltdown in Texas for Prime Trust. So for those of you that don't know, Prime Trust is a, is a bank, I believe. It's a financial institution that basically... Is the uh, uh, the underneath workings of of apps like Fold and Strike and Compass uh, and all these things they and and Swan right and, and what they do is is they basically handle the fiat transactions and the conversions of Bitcoin uh, for these companies uh, and, and that's and, and that's what they do so in Strike's example uh, they they link your bank account and they handle the banking. Uh, but they usually cover the trading desk, right? Or, or any wallet, any fiat rails or any Bitcoin rails for these companies. Now, before I say what I'm going to say, I'm going to bring up a, a, a something that may not be known. You know, when you're starting a business or when you have a business, it's impossible for you to be able to build everything from, from infrastructure-wise. So in order to sell clients Bitcoin and in order to trade people Bitcoin and in order to do all these things, you basically have to... Um, have a bunch of licenses for every single state. Every single state is different. Um, uh, they're just financial regulation licenses that you have to go through. Some states like New York are extremely difficult. Others are a lot more lenient. So this prime trust situation is, is, is I mean, so for a company, before I get into prime trust, but for the company to be able to serve Bitcoins, you know, uh, um, fiat real Bitcoin related purchases and trades. Um, you're either your own banking institution, sort of like Cash App is, or you use or partner with 
Prime Trust, right? So Strikes Trading Desk, Prime Trust, Fold, then their new uh, Bitcoin purchases, uh, Prime Trust, Swan, Prime Trust, right? Like, you know, they help with this switch of back and forth. So the problem is, is that all these companies now are completely dependent on their services uh, uh, on whatever Prime Trust does, right? So Swan, and I see the Swan haters about to cut my head off here, but Swan is basically a rapper, right, company. They really don't actually do anything besides push content. Now, they're really good at what they do, but most of their stuff is they're a rapper, right? So they use Prime Trust in order to do their, you know, their trades and, and being able to buy Bitcoin. Um, they have a, a, a multi-sig setup that's supposed to be coming out and they partner with Trezor. Trezor does all that. They purchase or partner with other companies to be able to provide the services that are under Swan. Now, in comparison... Uh, you have other companies like River. You have other companies like you know Unchained. You have companies like um, the, the, there's you know very little of them, but there are companies out there that now bring this infrastructure in house. So they have the licenses, and they can they're not affected by this stuff. So my point is is here is that you know Bitcoin companies now have to start building, you know, uh, um, you know, there's trade offs, right? So like. Do you focus on building the infrastructure to do that or you, do you put the money somewhere else? Well, my argument is, is if your business like Fold, for example, who just sent me that message right when I started this episode about this regulation in Texas, if your business is literally revolved around the fiat rails, right? Like interchangeably using money and Bitcoin like Strike is, then it might be a really good idea to bring that infrastructure in-house. Right? And maybe I'll get Will Reeves on the, on the show and 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 maybe I could ask him these type of questions. Maybe not, because I do want to get back into interviewing people. And you know, so so the solo rips are not just so like empty, right? Because a lot of this stuff is my opinion uh, without being any backing. And the interview episodes allow us to bring those people on to have those highlights. But uh, my argument is is don't be affected by this nonsense, right? Don't be affected by the Prime Trust, which is not a native Bitcoin company, which is now being affected by this. I don't know. Uh, how far in the hole they are. I don't know if this is just as easy as just renewing that license. I don't know the logistics of it, but I do know that if you're sending messages to your clients and letting them know that they won't be able to do something that they're used to doing, especially in Fold's uh, scenario where um, you just release this by Bitcoin product, then there's a problem there. There's a weakness there. It, it, I don't think it's, it's, it's rocket science for me to say that you being a rapper company doesn't open you up for a bunch of other bullshit. Now, this happens in a lot of different arenas. Don't, this is not just, you know, uh, like the trade and desk type thing. This is, you know, uh, CRMs. Uh, uh, these are th- there's different attack vectors for a company. And it's I started this part of the show with basically saying that it's, da- you know, unless you have a lot of funding, it's damn near impossible to be able to build all this stuff in-house. Even though most companies, and I'm sure Fold and Strike and those companies would love to build that in-house, there's a logistic behind it to be able to afford to do that. Right. So that's where I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to these companies. But I also want to let Bitcoiners and Bitcoin consumers know that there is ways to be able to work directly with the company. River is a really good example of that. Um, Cash App is a really good example of that. And uh, this is KYC aside, by the way, because those that's a whole different nightmare. But my point is, is that like you don't have to fall whim to these uh, other companies that are basically just rappers and they're just basically... Uh, and by the by the way, I don't mean rappers like uh uh-uh, uh one two one two. I'm literally talking about like they're just a shell. They just do a lot of things well on the surface, but everything underneath is being powered by something else. And the more things you have 
that power your internals or your underneaths, the more chances you have of attack vectors or collapses or problems with your services stopping and halting. So that prime trust meltdown is only happening here in Texas, but that can happen anywhere and you shouldn't be dependent on that. It can happen to anybody, sure, because these licenses are very tricky and you have to stay up to date on them. But it, a company that has this stuff in-house is more incentivized to be able to make sure that those licenses and their requirements uh, are in order for you to be able to use the product as you love it with no delays uh, and no holes there or whatever. So interesting to see what's going to happen with this prime trust thing. If you've been affected by prime trust, leave a boost down below. Let me know, um, you know, and, and let me know your certain situation. Um, you know, did you get some sats that were stuck? I think it's actually at the beginning of February that this is starting. Uh, but let me know what you're doing to try to get your sats out or maybe even making a move somewhere else. If I could give you a recommendation, then I would love to do that as well. Um, so the trend continues. Uh, I'm going to jump off of that here. And uh, last week I talked a little bit about Texas A&M uh, and I talked about New Hampshire and I talked about, I think it was 84, 89 page uh, Texas uh, document highlighting Bitcoin being full time. Take that, Walter. <laughs> uh, a lot of value there um, But The trend just continues and, and this is a trend That I don't think Is slowing down And by trend I mean America on Bitcoin Which is Fascinating Well I'll get to the end On, on what my conclusion Is on that But um, there, there's a trend here uh, th This first article That I read here Is US senators Introduce a bill To have all restaurants And vending machines In the Congress building Accept Bitcoin Wow Where the hell Did that come from Right And, and that's Maybe uh, Senator Lummis and those like hard Bitcoiners that are there often reminding them. Uh, but it, it's kind of random that it's just vending machines in restaurants. I don't really know the logic behind that. But hey, listen, you Trojan horse your way in. It starts with restaurants and it ends up being the whole financial system. Uh, at least that's what we're hoping for. But that's uh, uh, really cool there. Mississippi is, uh, um, is running, um, let me pull it up here, is a committed uh, committee approves bill to protect rights to run a node in mine. Also very good. I mean, I'll get to my message later, but we should be running nodes anyways. But now miners getting the 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 resources and the backing that they need on a, on a state level for Mississippi is massive. Along with New Hampshire, along with these other states, there's a trend there. People are starting to figure out that miners were onto something. People are starting to figure out that that routing of electricity is actually a real thing. That miners are the most efficient and clean way to stabilize grids. Right, My, miners have been screaming at the top of their lungs about this for the better part of two years, but maybe even longer. And now we're starting to see states understand that this is actually beneficial for their, citizen, uh, their citizens of the state. And if they can keep the citizens of the state, then the state flourishes. And if the state flourishes, then we all know what happens. It's a good thing for everybody. So that, Arizona, dropped a, 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 a bill to make uh, Bitcoin legal tender. Like... This is happening that's close to Texas. And this is, this is happening really, really, really fast. And that's amazing as a U.S. citizen. And you were wondering what took so long. And, you know, you wonder if the, the, the right incentives are in place and if this is being done to really honor the properties of Bitcoin or for any other reason, which I'll get into shortly. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's happening, right? And with that comes awareness. And with that comes adoption. And when people in the state of Mississippi or the state of Texas or the state of New Hampshire start hearing the word Bitcoin and start seeing the jobs come and start seeing the benefit of it. And then on the other side of that, continue to get fucked by their bank and continue to get 
weird scenarios with the fiat systems. And it's not just getting fucked. Sometimes it's just the pain points of it. Sometimes it's just sending some money and saying that it's taken seven days. Sometimes it's getting a call from your bank thinking that you're doing some fraud because they never seen you sent a wire and now you want to send the wire. And they, they're basically just telling you what you can do with your money. Right. Like one, that pain point coming in one direction and hearing about Bitcoin in another direction is literally going to ramp up adoption. Right. And then everything else goes with that. Self-custody goes with that. Lightning goes with that. Transacting goes with that. And then we just start going, as Parker Lewis would say, gradually, then freaking suddenly paraphrasing that he wouldn't say that. But you guys get the gist. And that's why I'm very bullish on these messages coming here. But this isn't just America. Right now, it's a global thing. Like now, it's the Philippines. I, 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 I'm blanking on the gentleman's name, but I was here at the last Austin Bitcoin Club, and the guy remotely came into a, a conversation and explained to us how they're getting shops onboarded to Bitcoin in the Philippines. We all know about El Salvador. We all hear the the the, the continuous uh, rumors about Mexico, and then now Russia has also. Um, Basically made it known that they want to legalize mining there. That's not a secret, by the way. I still think the whole compass mining, taking all the miners in Russia and all that stuff, I think this all had a place to, to play in it. But Russia has the resources and the ability and I guess the know-how and the thought to understand that this is extremely valuable to decouple itself from the fiat dollar. And any other advantages that this may bring, stabilizing their systems, bringing new currency in, bringing new trades in, bringing new companies in. I don't really know, but I know it's exponentially well. Right. And, and, and this is really this is really big. This is something that that's starting to adopt. And then just for the adoption part, not necessarily um, the states, but you have platforms now like Rogan's where Adam Curry basically jumped on there. And I don't know if you guys heard it, but he shot out the Meat Mafia. He shot out the Beef Initiative. He shot out a lot of big things, big projects that are happening and not only food and nutrition in those two examples, but in Bitcoin. And he talked a lot about Bitcoin and he talked a lot about Himself being a Bitcoiner, he had that very classic line that we all bring up, basically saying, I'm into Bitcoin, I'm not into crypto. And this is on the biggest platform that's out there. This is on Joe Rogan. So you have this like speculative attack everywhere. Speculative makes it seem like it's a bad attack. Let's just say this infiltration of Bitcoiners all over the place. From fucking vending machines to businesses to what Oshi's doing here in Austin to, you know, Joe Rogan now being exposed to it and being told the right thing and, and, and us doing the Valley for Valley podcasting thing and free speech and censorship resistance and the education that comes with it, the empowerment that comes with it. Um, Strike finally released their, I believe it's Clover, their uh, point of sale system that accepts lightning uh, with, that has the merchants onboarding to that. Finally, after like a year or some change, which is typical Jack Maulers, like this is moving extraordinarily fast. And the thing is, is that I've been so damn busy that I'm even having a hard time keeping up with it. But I do keep up with it because it's something that is going to benefit the world. It's going to benefit us. It makes us better as people because Bitcoin inherently brings out truth. It sucks out the poison and brings out the truth. With that being said, the world is starting to play ball, but now we have to be more careful than ever. We're going to see the adoption start to scale up really fast. And with that comes a lot of brand new people, a lot of brand new minds, a lot of brand new uh, companies. Companies are designed literally to increase profit. That's what they're designed. I do not see that changing in the Bitcoin world. What I mean by that is, there's going to be a lot of companies that are now going to figure out clever ways 
put billions and billions and millions of, of dollars into designing clever ways to make Bitcoin more convenient and separate you from your Bitcoin or have leverage over you when it comes to your Bitcoin. So this is going to ramp up as well. This is maybe the bad side to Bitcoin ramping up is that that now brings new players into the game. That brings new naive players into the game. And it's going to get harder and harder to be able to honor the, the inherent properties of Bitcoin, especially us that consider ourselves maxis or, or on that level. We're going to be we're going to have to fight even harder. We're going to have to podcast even harder. We're going to have to educate even harder. Right. We're going to have to keep reminding people of the the first of all, the problems that have happened before, the scams that have happened before. But the right way to do Bitcoin, the self-sovereign way to do Bitcoin, because these companies, especially when the big old Googles and those people of the world start coming to play, they are going to find ways to make you using Bitcoin extremely easy for sure. But always at their advantage, always to their profits, always to to your detriment at the end of the day, because then you lose that game of being able to control what it is that you control better. Stay sovereign, stay educated. Us top 5% or 10% of Bitcoiners, us early ones, we're going to have to fight a big fight to make sure that the inherent properties of Bitcoin that Satoshi laid out for us continue to reign supreme in this world of convenience, in this world where people only want convenience and they will give up their Bitcoin or give up their right to Bitcoin in order to search for that convenience. They're masters at it. Look what they've done to the internet. We're in a generation where you watch five to 10 minute dopamine videos and, and that's how you conduct your life back to back to back. We're in the, in, in the world of autoplays where you can't even end an episode without the rest, the other one playing or the podcast without another one playing. We need to be extremely careful and then the custody side of it. We don't want these we don't want Bitcoin to end up in a fiat type of situation where you are lucky to have it and they control it. You don't want a financial institution reaching out to you one day and saying, hey, you sent this Bitcoin transaction out, but we stopped it because all this bullshit that we got into place, uh, you know, because you signed this and you said that when you joined us. We need to be very vigilant on that. And it's going to be an uphill battle, but it's going to be one that we can keep if we keep the signal loud, if we keep shows like Talking in Bits loud. If we keep all the righteous and true Bitcoin, uh, uh, you know, educational contests, not just podcasts, I'm just biased to podcasts, if we keep that stuff loud. But the world is already paying attention. The world, as we all know it, is already suffering. Times are weird and times are tough. And now people are starting to figure out that this magical, magical network is the solution to many, if not all of these things. But with that comes new charlatans, with that comes new ploys and games, and with that comes us being to be more vigilant and taking care of each other. Because this could easily turn from a love thing to a bitter hate thing or to a bad news, you know, when you wake up and your wallet is wiped thing and a regulatory thing and uh, giving them control thing. And if you guys, you guys are pretty sure are aware, but if you're not, this is everything that's against that. This is a not them take it thing. This is a not you tell me what to do thing. This is a, 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 a uncensored thing. Let me say what I want thing. This is all of that. And we need to be able to honor that and keep that afloat and keep that going over and over and over again. And that's extremely important for us here. I appreciate y'all. 
I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this episode. If you didn't, do like Walter did. Yeah, I'm going to keep hating on you, Walter. <laughs> uh, leave a boost down below. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know how you want to help. If you can help, listen to us on Fountain. Listen to us on Breeze. Shout out to Fountain for all the work that they've been doing, trying to get Oscar on the show. Um, catch us on the legacy outlets as well but hopefully you convert over to the Bitcoin standard because maybe one day I won't be on the legacy outlets whether it's a decision that I make or whether they actually ban me for saying some stupid shit because I am prone to be saying some stupid shit I appreciate y'all as always got a really good conversation coming up with Evan from Zeus uh, Wallet the developer from Zeus Wallet and uh, I plan to give you guys more content and keep bringing the heat um, just have to stabilize myself as I've been discussing the last few weeks no excuses just real talk Fucks with y'all. Till next time. Later.